Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Ricky Berry, Spud Webb, Joey Devine, Butch Graves, Ollie Mack, and Cheese Johnson, Mikhail Pytrus. Sean Keen, Ersan Ilyasova, Stuff the Magic Dragon, Patreons, Sanjeevan Singh, thank you Sanjeevan, Nick Bannersack, thank you Nick, Jarvis, thank you Jarvis, Musical guest, Big Country, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with another new episode. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my best friend, my co-host, comedian, writer, Podcaster, comedian, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. We uh yeah, I'm doing great. I, I have a lot of jobs. I do. You sure I do, do it all. I wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Um before we get started on our show today, though, uh some business up at the top. Uh you can always email us at round all uh, always email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Tweeted us at Round Rock Pod. Um, call us on the phone at the number the robot will say way too fast or later in this episode. <laughs> um, and uh, if you, oh, five star reviews on iTunes, as always. 
And if you want to join our Patreon community, Sean, we've got a really amazing little community uh, building, I think, with our Patreon. It's very, it's very nice. Can I, can I tell a story from the Discord, Joey? Uh, I was going to tell a story from the Discord, oh, yeah. oh, but please, you go please. ahead. No, you, no, no, you do it. You do it. You take it. Take no, it. you take it, Sean. Well, just, just one of our Patreons sent another of our Patreons uh, a care package of local beers mm-hmm. to another state. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was okay. The the, our kind Patreon was, of course, Dubaru. Of course, of course, it was Dubaru. Our the goddamn oldest best. fan, <laughs> uh, not our oldest fan, but our uh, most loyal fan. I would say our loyalist fan longest. That's what I'm no, going to say. No one's done more accounting <laughs> and true. stat work for the podcast than Dubaru. <laughs> uh, sent our friend Mike Burchett uh, in Portland because he got laid off. An assortment of local beers to cheer him up. Uh, and you can join that uh, community at patreon.com slash roundrockpod uh, for only three bucks a month. And um, I'll tell you what, Dubaru sends out way more than $3 worth of beers. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a very good point. But seriously, th- there has also been talk of a secret Santa. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> actually going to do that, though. They were, they were discussing it. Um, so if you want to join an NBA Secret Santa and also organize it, uh, you better hurry up, because it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's popping off. You want to do it before Black Friday, or at least before Cyber Monday. But, uh, that, of course, is, uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Uh, thanks for being such, uh, good guys. It really means a lot. And if you're a good guy or gal, join our community. Um, it's really fun. Uh, and you get to hear uh, dumb shit like this. This is from last week's Patreon episode. It's part one. Brooke and Robin Lopez, obviously. Like, what if there were other Brooks, Brooks and Robins? <laughs> uh, watched everything on Disney Plus, And the first part, 1941 to 1990, <laughs> aired this week. And uh, here's a little clip. All right. 1965. That darn cat that reminds me of your cat reminds me of your cat your cat is a darn cat I hate your darn cat all right that's more business than we normally do also but again seriously thank you dubber that really warmed my heart that was a great really made me feel good um uh, we gotta we gotta do a round ball live in san diego i don't i don't have any idea what venue that what, would be at or anything it's kind of just room? for dubber maybe yeah. i don't I don't know that we have other Patreons. <laughs> I know I know some people in San Diego. Um, oh. I'm pretty sure Dunn Nelson's in San Diego, actually. I oh. think. Oh. I forget. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting to inside. That is a little inside Inside baseball, right? Patreon. Inside basketball, yeah. yeah. Um, should we do a reader call? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's take our call. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. 
press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Hey Joey and Sean, this is uh, Michael Wimmer from Twitter. And I had a question for y'all. Um, I'm a big music fan, and I recently spent some time making a list of my 100 favorite records of that day. I was curious what you thought may be some various NBA players' favorite records of the 2010s. Are, are there any secret Sufjan fans in the association? Um, who liked Good Kid, Mad City, more than The Pimp of Butterfly, and vice versa? Did, did Steph Curry like Jesus is King more than any other Kanye project because of its religious themes? Uh, do any NBA players like Carly Rae Jepsen as much as I do? Um, I'd, I'd just love to hear your insight on these questions and whatever other considerations they, they prompt for you two. Thanks a ton. What do you think some various NBA players' favorite records of the 2010s are? Um, I pulled up, you and I are not cool anymore. We used no. to be cool. Um, yeah. I don't know when it ended, 2012, maybe. <laughs> um, I pulled up uh, the highest scoring albums of the 2010s on Metacritic. I'm just oh, going to name a few, and then we should decide who which player is their favorite. Uh, okay. <laughs> so number one, you know what? Number one is too weird, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go up oh, okay, from number okay. one. Oh, great, great, great. Um, all right. Who whose favorite album in the NBA is at number fifteen on Metacritic? Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. You know, I think that's. It's interesting. It it almost feels like that might be Kevin Durant's favorite album, mm. only because I think he he might like also declare himself the king of New York without actually playing a game there. See, I think it's got to be an L.A. guy, like an L.A. L.A. guy. Yeah, I think it's Demar Derozan's favorite album. Oh, that's a good answer. Oh wait, I actually know whose oh, favorite oh, album it it's is. Though. Aaron Aflalo. Yeah, it's Aaron Aflalo's <laughs> because a bonus yeah. track on that album is actually about Aaron Aflalo. So that right. is definitely who it is. It's Aaron Aflalo. Okay, um, congratulations! Right. <laughs> great, great UCLA Bruin, Aaron Aflalo. Coming in at number thirty-seven. Uh, the I'm not doing them in order. I'm just picking crazy ones yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, whose favorite album is "The Idler Wheel" by Fiona Apple? <laughs> Oh my god. Who likes the idler wheel? Um, Who likes Fiona Apple is really more the question. You know what but I mean? Like, I I did I'll I'll be honest. I I mean definitely that I guess I guess Extraordinary Machine did not come out this decade. <laughs> uh okay, so who likes Fiona Apple? Who's like like emotional and mm-hmm. I'm going to say Amir Johnson. That's my pick, That's Amir Johnson. Yeah, I feel like he I feel like he's very sensitive. All right. Whose favorite album was A Moon Shaped Pool by Radiohead? <laughs> oh my god. Um <laughs> Who is an overrated robot? Well, and like still holding on to, to some of the later I'll I'll ride for a lot of Radiohead albums. Uh-huh. This one is I will not good. ride for a moon shaped pool. <laughs> I'm I'm not <laughs> 
Uh, also, I hate that title so much. I hate Hail to the mm-hmm. Thief more. Hail to the Amooch... Thief is the worst. <laughs> but a moon no, a moonshape pool is worse. Moonshape pool is Hail like, to the Thief. What does that even fucking mean? <laughs> oh, a moonshape pool. You mean so a, it's round? It's a pool. A round pool. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say no one. This is no <laughs> this one's is no one's favorite album in the NBA. Well, there aren't very many rock guys in the NBA anymore. Just I generally, would, there's like a possibility that Tyler Zeller likes it, Maybe, but that's the yeah. only. Even that is, <laughs> or or like. Some Euro we would never explain. Like, maybe Aaron Baines really likes it or something. I feel like Radiohead, you also have to be old to like. Who's picking up a moon-shaped pool (laughs) as your first one? Um. All right. Uh. No one's. No one in the NBA's favorite album is Diner is Divers by Joanna Newsom. Correct. We can just knock that one out right away. Imagine who would. Um, all like, right. is there is there a single a big four sports athlete who that's their favorite <laughs> album? Maybe like Sean Doolittle only. Uh huh. And even he, I think, is like a rocker. Okay, what about um? There are two Run the Jewels albums on here. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go Tyler Hero. Right, he's the most Run the Jewels NBA player. I could see J.J. Redick lying that well, he liked it. There is a J.J. Redick one on here that is oh, very oh, okay, obvious. Okay. Golden yeah. Hour by Casey Musgraves is very clearly J.J. Redick's favorite <laughs> album, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's his wife's favorite album, and it, it grew on him enough that it's his favorite album. Now. Okay. Does, let's, let's get to Michael's question, because it's number 18 on Metacritic's list. Okay. Does anyone in the NBA like Carrie and Lowell by Sufjan Stevens? You know, I was trying to think of players who have maybe played in a lot of states. Mm-hmm. My, my only my only possible guess is Jake Lehman. <laughs> um, I just don't think there's a lot of like indie rock fans among NBA players. I might be wrong about this. Well, you got to remember, one time uh, we did see Richard Jefferson wearing a uh, an Arcade Fire t-shirt in a behind-the-scenes Warriors video. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that but might he was, be the he, answer. I bet he was. I bet he was wearing that to try to get Win Butler to get him back into the Celebrity All Star mm-hmm. Game, even though he was an active player, so he could dominate again. All right. What about Melodrama by Lord? Who's uh, the, there's definitely Lord fans in the NBA. Like like Kelly Oubre, maybe? I No, Kelly Oubre is uh I'm gonna say he leans more in the Lil Uzi Vert kinda, you know what I mean? That uh-huh. that direction. Just, he just seems very he seems young and fancy. Mm-hmm. Um I just think uh, Lord's a little Poppier, but you're like, I like pop, but I'm left of center. You know what I mean? Like politically, or, or you're a little no, bit no. of a weirdo? You, 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 yeah, you're like a little bit of a weirdo. You know what I mean? You're like, huh. Taylor Swift sucks. I like Lord. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Um, it's like being, it's like preferring Cyndi Lauper to Madonna in the 80s, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. I can, I can see that. Um, <laughs> But it's got it's got to be someone pretty young, yeah, right. Um, 
like a ch- young child. Like, <laughs> um, I, you know what? I bet Trey. Like, or, I bet Trey Young's a uh, a Lord man. I was gonna say maybe Evan Fournier. Yeah, we should have had Katie Heindel on to help us ask this question. Yeah, this this I'm not like. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely gonna say some things. All right, uh, Channel <laughs> Orange by Frank o- Ocean, Sean. Ooh, okay. So this is someone who, who li- likes a little bit of a slow jam. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is James uh, Harden all the way. To I me. was just thinking that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you want it darker by Leonard Cohen. Um, gosh, Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> like I could see him just like likes a guy who's singing like well, this. Like that, I could. Well, that, well, <laughs> well, we might be encountering someone else like that on this uh, album. Oh, weird. I mean, on this list. Uh, <laughs> all right, Lemonade by Beyonce. Um, let's see. So this is going to be somebody who, uh, this is an older person. I think this is an older person. This is also someone I think who is, uh, faithful. You know what I mean? Like I could see Nick young performatively lying that this was his favorite and people being like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Dwayne Wade. I bet Dwayne Wade loves this. Album. Not in the NBA anymore. Though. Oh, he doesn't count. <laughs> um, um, you know, I think Michael Jordan would like this album if he were like 15 years younger. <laughs> this would be exactly the kind of I thing. I don't know. Up. This is a little lemonade's a little. Um, it's a little saucier than stuff Michael Jordan likes. You know what but I he mean? Just, he lo- he loves a confident black woman in her. He mid-day. does. He just really like, does. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, not to not romantically, but well, he he also married an older woman. <laughs> I mean, the first time, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he cheated on her 10,000 times until she gave up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's probably true. Um, all right. What about one of the saddest musical experiences I've ever experienced? Uh, is anyone in the NBA's favorite album, A Crow Looked at Me by Mount Erie, Sean? I I am not familiar with that. That's a set. Is it like sad? Were you saying like the music made you sad? Both. Or the existence of it? Oh, no, no, no. The music. It is. uh, So, Mount Erie, you know who that is, right? I do know. The guy from the microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, His wife died of cancer, and she was a musician, and it's it's an album that basically documents his grief from day one to like day. 60 that he recorded in the room she died in with all her instruments and it's like uh very it's extremely um it's all diary basically can i pick greg popovich (laughs) (laughs) or like maybe maybe there's a chance victor oladipo yeah i i I like victor except He's too. It's too soulful. I think there's yeah. a. I think there's a Victor Oladipo album coming here. Oh, okay. But okay. um, you know what? Actually, I think Victor Oladipo's favorite album is Lemonade. Yeah, I can see that. It's still. <laughs> I still kind of think he. Well, he, he. I'm sure he loves Lemonade. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think anybody's sad enough for a crow looked at me. 
You know who you know who I, who really likes Run the Jewels though. I bet who? Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Malcolm Brogdon, I think, is actually most of these albums, even yeah. like the rock ones. I could see. He's Malcolm like, no, Brogdon I listen to yeah, like yeah. He's one of those guys who says, "I'll listen to anything but country." You know right. what I mean? <laughs> and now that he's in Indian Indianapolis, he's like, maybe I'll listen to some country. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, number six should be number one if we're being honest. Uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye West, Sean. Hmm. God, is there any NBA player who maybe sang on all of the lights? The, Are there, there like is 18 not. vocalists? <laughs> um. God, I kind of think it's probably a bunch of people. I think it's but, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if I had, to, if I got to pick one person, I'm going to say John Wall. Mm. He's like the He's right kind age of for mirroring it. Kanye's career. That's what I'm saying. Too. Like, like <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, but you know the weird thing is, he loves Jay Z's verse on Monster. <laughs> He's like that. He listed almost all of them. All right, John. Whose favorite album is Skeleton Tree by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, which, according to Metacritic, is the fifth. Best album of the decade. There have probably been like more words written about that on like hipster music blogs in proportion to like <laughs> album sales mm-hmm. of like any. Um, who likes Nick Cave? Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Not Kelly Oubre. Sorry, Kelly Olynyk. I'm sorry, Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'll Kelly buy Oubre it. does not like Nick Cave. <laughs> All right. Uh... Number four, this is a good one. Black Messiah by D'Angelo, Sean. Oh, Lou Williams, baby. <laughs> Lou Williams, all, all of his favorite albums are D'Angelo albums. Um, all right, number three, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. So that I'm going to pick another L.A. guy for this. This one, I think, is Damar. You think this was? Oh, okay, okay. Because this one's like the fun one that comes after the difficult one. Yeah, I was gonna say Russ, but Russ actually probably likes stuff that is a little well. Older. Here we go, number oh, okay. two, the difficult one to pimp a butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. Hey, here's a question about Russell Westbrook. While we think about this, yeah, musically, is there any other person in history? Who's heard less of the bands than the t-shirts he wears? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I feel like Russ is now so associated with Nipsey that it's hard to pick something else now. Even though I don't necessarily think that's his favorite music. Well, no, but, but what I'm saying like, is oh, so oh, Russell yeah, yeah. Westbrook owns like 5,000 band t-shirts, right? Yes, it's always yes. like he's wearing a Boston t-shirt and he's walking in. He's wearing a uh-huh. foreigner t-shirt. Uh-huh. I'm saying in human history, is there As anyone would... who's owned more band t-shirts without having heard the bands of the t-shirts he owns? <laughs> no, because because no one else is going through t-shirts at the rate of Russell Westbrook, who only wears clothes one single time right. and gets rid of them. So just because of his t-shirt burn rate, I don't think anyone's ever caught him. But he's also Maybe. never listened to 
He's Foreigner, listened to five percent of those bands. Like I don't think he's, he's never before. heard Slayer, right? I mean, I feel like he might have, like, nah, knowingly he's, he's, heard no, Slayer. No, never like <laughs> yeah. put on a Slayer album. Like, but no one—he's never been like, oh, I wonder what this band I'm wearing sounds like. The only person I can think of who might approach that is uh, that Japanese girl in Mystery Train. <laughs> Is that the? Am I getting the Jim yeah, Jarmusch yeah, title I think right? So. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, but she wears like fourteen T-shirts at once. So, <laughs> um, all right, to pimp a butterfly, the jazzy Kendrick album. Who's uh-huh. fake smart? Who's the fakest smart NBA player? Oh man, because that's who's. This is their favorite album. Who's the someone most... trying to show off by how smart they are? Right, like this. Like, oh, was, you're just not listening to it right. That's uh, this kind of album. You I know mean, what I mean? I mean, it's not really Kyrie. Because that's a, di- no, a different thing close, that's going on with but him. But it's close. But yeah, like, no, it's this that is, vibe. No, this is KD. You had that right. This oh, one oh, is yep. KD. This is KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. is Kevin Durant. And finally, I, I cannot believe... This is, according to Metacritic, this is the best album of the 2010s. Ghost Teen by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So Nick Cave came in at one and four? And five. Kendrick Lamar came in at two and three. But Nick Cave Cave is in at one one and five. Crazy. (laughs) I mean, nothing against Nick Cave or anything, but just... I I wouldn't have thought his music defined this decade. Joey. At a certain That's point, though, say. you get old, and your their rock critics are gonna like your album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I was Nick Cave that beloved by the critics before? I don't think so. What like they love Red Right Hand? Yeah, I don't. Actually, I don't... let's say that right now. Let's figure that out right now. Which Ooh, NBA I... player is the most Red Right Hand? Which, for those of you that don't know, that's a song from Scream. <laughs> you might know it as the song from uh-huh. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> it is spooky, right? Would you say it's, it's spooky? It's scary, Terry, right? <laughs> oh, that's that is it. Yeah, it's scary, Terry. You're right. Um, all right, but okay, Ghost Teen by Nick and the Bad Seeds. Ghost Teen. <laughs> One word: Ghost Teen. Ghosting. Like ghost teen if it was one word. <laughs> is it supposed to be like a teenage ghost or is it like really freewheeling not no calling idea, someone dude. back? I have no idea. Dude. He probably does not know what ghosting is. No. Um you know I, who Julius I think Randall. you know <laughs> Well, you know what you know who I think is going to consciously listen to all the albums on this list? Oh, and I don't know what I don't know if he's gonna like them. I don't know what his taste is, but he'll listen to all of them because they're on this list. Harrison Barnes. Oh, for sure, dude. Harrison Barnes sees all the Oscar nominees. Harrison Barnes mm-hmm. buys the top ten books of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'm going to say Harrison Barnes just because I think he's the most I'm, likely to be exposed to it. I'm going to pull one that I didn't name that is going to be Harrison Barnes' favorite oh, album okay. of the year, that, though. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, of the decade, sorry. It's, uh-huh. uh, sorry, I just had it. It's The Arch Android by Janelle Monet. That oh, is Harrison Barnes's favorite album of the year. That I, feels, I mean, that, decade. That feels right. Yeah. Um. Here, I'll pull one more. We didn't do 
No Cities Little Love by Sleater Kinney. Whose favorite whose favorite album is that? <laughs> God, it's like well, it's it's got to be a Blazers bench player. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, but I still don't really think it's something that Myers would listen to. No, Myers is no. It's definitely new metal. I think like doesn't he kind of have a new metal vibe or like <laughs> yeah or like maybe Christian rap. Um, so who would it be in the decade? This album came out. No cities, of course. Uh, no cities to love came out in 2015. So that's also important to, you know, when they had a drummer. Right. right. <laughs> you know, before St. Vincent ruined the band. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess we're a sketch comedian and a bass player now. Yes, yeah, someone stole their drummer and then a drummer stole one of their band numbers. Well, what I mean, they, I mean, they fired, right they fired Janet Weiss. Yeah. You read that story, right? It's bums so me out. Weird. It's a bummer, man. It's messed up. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, also, that so that album sucks. <laughs> so she was right. Um, I'm gonna say the most. I bet Kevin Love loves this album. That's actually. a great choice. He's from Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Thank you for the call once again. Uh, please keep calling, guys. We love calls. Yeah, it's a good feature. Um, we so. did not mean to spend 27 minutes talking about this one call, but we just did. So <laughs> You never know what's going to happen when someone leaves a voicemail. Uh, but yeah, call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. Um, should we go to the news? Yeah, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Uh, the NBA is changing its schedule. Um, do you want to walk mm-hmm. us through what they're doing here? So I've read like four summaries of this, and I'm still not really sure what one of these measures is. I'm going to leave that one for last. So... One of the proposals is that they will reseed the playoffs based on record, but only uh, after the second round. Only it's so just the conference finals, right? Just the conference finals. Yeah. They'll reseed. Um, they want to have a, a a fairly complicated play-in process for the seven, um, seven through, through ten, 10 seeds, right? yeah. um, and then. This is still pretty undefined. There's some kind of mid-season tournament, uh-huh. but it's also going to be but regular also season the pool games. Play is included in regular season games. Yeah, and then there's like extra games, and they're going to cut the schedule down to 78 mm-hmm. regular games. But some teams could play as many as 83 games, well, which I do get that. So that's. Well, I- in the, if you're in the play-in tournament, right. you play more games. <laughs> no, I think no, I think they're. I don't think I don't think they even mean the play-in tournament. Those are like playoff games. It's the 
it's like the fine the, if you play all the rounds of the in season tournament, you can get you could get up to eighty three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's supposed to be it's all single elimination, and it's like the NCAA tournament, but some of the single elimination games are also just regular season games. Well, and you know when it is, right? They're doing it. They have to finish it before the All Star break because they can't because they wanted to do it during the All Star break and well, the players no, it's, are like. The idea is it would be happening right now. Oh, and so they'd like crown an in-season tournament champ mm-hmm. in the middle of December? Yeah, you know, because the basketball's so good in the first month of basketball. I mean, I mean no one is going to give – no one is going to care about this at all. No. In fact, uh, I'm going to say right off, um, let's start with the mid-season tournament. Yeah. And then let's move on. Um, the midseason tournament, uh, people keep trying to do this with the NBA only. I don't know why this is an <laughs> NBA specific thing. Yeah, no one's ever like, you know, what if we had like a a June baseball tournament yeah. between the team? It's like the season's already pretty long. <laughs> uh, but you know what Americans really aren't used to? Like, I get that this is, like, a soccer thing they want to put into yeah. basketball. You know what Americans don't really like, Joey? Um, soccer. <laughs> like, it's growing in popularity, but, like, the reason they have those in-season tournaments in, in soccer is because they've had the FA Cup since, I do not know the accuracy of this, but I think it's been going on for roughly 100 years. Mm-hmm. And... The reason is they didn't really have the league that they did then. NBA's pretty much had the same league structures since like the early fifties mm-hmm. and never had an in-season tournament. Like they've they've been expanding the league, they merged with the ABA, but effectively they've had a they've had an 82 game season for a very long time. Uh but but yeah, the reason they have other tournaments is that there's also like many, many levels of professional soccer. Right. In other There's countries. only one NBA. <laughs> like if you combine, like of ob- you can't have a Champions League in in basketball because the NBA is already the Champions right. League. <laughs> like, right. like I'm sure, I'm sure you know Olympiacos has a nice team. Obviously, we we respect. Uh, all the Turkish powerhouses. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make that. Actually, we fell out of our chartable rankings. We don't have oh. to respect them. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> what a ride. What a ride. Okay, so yeah, the FA Cup dates back to 1871, Joey. Uh-huh. That's why people are still excited about it. And it has the element, would make people aren't just into the FA Cup because it's a tournament, it's like a super weird tournament. Where like a tiny local team that has a 500 seat stadium can theoretically play Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I the appeal of it. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get too uh, into just soccer either, though, because you know yeah, what, yeah. what else people hate? Uh, multiple boxing championships. Oh, That's right. why they're like, oh, uh, we like heavyweights, and then heavyweights became shitty and boring, so now they're like, we like uh, 
whatever Manny Pacquiao is. You know what I mean? Uh, There's only ever one popular boxing weight at a time. People just don't want multiple, want to keep track of, like, multiple trophies and multiple, like, it's one thing if it's, like, like, I kind of like those shitty fake baseball trophies, you know, where it'll be like, uh, yeah, uh, the Mets won the, uh, won the series against the Yankees this year, so they get the Apple trophy this year. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and it's, and you don't have to do anything differently. All you did was just add a trophy to something that was happening already. Right. Like, like, there's always, like, just weird, I like, I like a really old a trophy for college football like don't feel like minnesota and michigan play for like the old wooden bucket yeah, yeah. i think that's the prize <laughs> but yeah, all things that are cool. like someone actually needed that for chores when they started the, the the contest it like it really like like the dean couldn't have firewood but yeah if, like if they don't get the axe hockey you know? had cool trophy names but Americans couldn't keep up with it, so they're just like, yeah, this is the division trophy now. <laughs> Instead yeah. of, like, the cool, like, this is the President's Cup or whatever. Oh, that, we called. had the Calder division. We had. <laughs> <laughs> like, Americans just don't want to deal with this shit. They want one yeah. champion the, a season. That's well, it. What do, you, what do you get if you win this <laughs> tournament? Because it doesn't seem like, I guess maybe they would have extra money. I mean, I love, I love when, like, real galaxy brain nba people are like yeah and they could play for like the 31st pick in the draft right and it's Which like oh like, yeah those nba players are gonna love that they oh, were really adding care more about the competition draft. for their jobs <laughs> on a team that like didn't like 45 percent of the nba change teams last, yeah. last summer like oh they're gonna be really excited about that that early second round draft choice getting some value for the owners like like when I when I heard this I was just like well LeBron's not going to play in those games yeah um, exactly like, it's like so so we're gonna get like incentive for a late November already meaningless game to be like stuffed with G leaguers and guys on two way <laughs> contracts so everyone can rest and then they get like the Chalupa Cup, because you know it's going to have a uh-huh. corporate sponsor. Oh, 100%. So just like, yeah, oh, the Tiso Watch Trophy. And, <laughs> um, but it's just, all, it'll be, it'll have a corporate sponsor, but also be named after someone too, so it's going to be extra terrible. Yeah. It'll be like the fucking, it'll be like the Taco Bell Wilt Chamberlain Cup. Oh yeah, right, like... <laughs> I mean, they should just call it the James Harden Trophy for no, someone who's excellent I, in the regular season and isn't that great in the regular. Well, I mean, the, the the funny joke. Look, I'll be pro this if they name it the Charles Barkley Trophy. Actually, <laughs> you know what I mean. Any right. anytime they can go out of the way just to burn Charles burn Barkley, Charles that's Barkley. always funny and good. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I'm what if I'm you really name the tournament, yeah. okay. If you name look NBA, I know you listen. If you name this trophy after Charles Barkley, I will become the biggest midseason tournament defender there is. Yeah. I would also accept the Carl Malone Cup. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I would prefer it if it was like literally a mailbox. <laughs> um. Okay, then let's go uh, through this next one. Okay, so the the playing game. I kind of like, like playing games. 
The weird thing, though, is the whole idea is you're supposed to be not de- – you're supposed to make the regular season more important. Mm-hmm. This is making the regular season less important. Yeah, I get you it. Have to be, you have to be in the top ten now. It's just, it's just weird. Like, I mean, I'm pretty into playing games, man. Look, because but it should be, it should. Why is it? Why is it a four team? Pl- like, like have eight and nine play in a single elimination thing? Well, because the idea is now you're you're combating tanking even more by four teams yeah. have a shot at playoff money. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it's just like there's already sixteen playoff teams. Out of 30 teams in the league, but now it's like, well, to 20 teams, 20 of the 30 teams go into the playoffs. <laughs> Great. Well, that's what the NBA needed. 20 playoff teams, two thirds of the teams in the league. What if, okay, here's, the here's an idea. What if instead of having a midseason tournament, uh-huh. Uh, you just call the games from February to April the playoffs, and everyone gets in. <laughs> everyone gets in. That's great. <laughs> the thing I'm really not looking forward to is how much ESPN is just going to blindly hump the shit out of this idea. Mm-hmm. Look, though, it's like like we don't need more fake stories in the NBA. <laughs> that Denver. I mean, we do. We do we on do, our yeah. podcast, but. <laughs> The world doesn't. That Denver-Minnesota game was so sick, though. Yeah. More of those. And, yeah, but it'll, it'll now be... That game would be meaningless now. Because they'd actually Just both go be playing different teams playoffs, a couple yeah. days later. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they would They would have been resting everybody for the season. Because that's what it means. It's like, okay, you added play-in games, but now the three or four games before are not, like... <laughs> Because like, what happens if you lock up the seven seed early? Well, you're not even gonna, you're not even gonna play because you're gonna be resting your guys for the playing game. It's like all you're doing is moving the goalposts. Like it's the same. Uh, okay, but it, it, those are still not as dumb as reseeding at yes. the conference. Finals. Well, that's that's where we need to get to. Look, it's yeah. a, been a popular idea in the NBA. Again, NBA galaxy brain circles. Uh-huh. Uh, to just reseed the playoffs entirely, which I like, but I don't like. You know what I mean? I'm I I'm kind of torn yeah. on it because I do hate the fact that uh, as a fan of the Western Conference, <laughs> uh, I've been complaining for what feels like 20 years now. It's probably yeah. 20 years, right? That... Um, there's that there always have been like, more good teams in the West than Yeah, the that there's always like two below 500 teams in the East that make <laughs> the playoffs. <laughs> right, and then like the Warriors win 48. I believe there have been two 48-win teams in the West who missed the playoffs in the last I think the Suns years. were, were 49 Sun, and didn't get in. No, they had, they had 48 that okay. dropped this year, and the Warriors also won 48. The year yeah. after, we believe, they won. Yeah. They improved by five games, I think. Yeah. And uh, it didn't matter. Um, but at least at least that makes sense to seed by to reseed overall by records. I mean, the reason you don't do it, though. But yeah, the, what I was going to say, like, well, like I, travel aside, I also, though, like teams having to play each other a shit ton of times year after year. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, like, that, like 
the Knicks play the Heat like four years in a row, and they're just sick of each other. I mean, that the, won't happen yeah. anytime soon. But, but <laughs> yeah, but like the Sixers and the Celtics, like like you get a grudge, and you know the the Bucks and Celtics have played two years in a yeah. row in the playoffs. That's great. Um, but I mean, okay, they wouldn't ever reseed one to sixteen because of television and travel because. You just need some of the playoff games to be in Eastern time and Western time because there's a lot of them and they're on television. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to make somebody in the first round fly across the country. Like, like it's fine for the finals, but until then, like somewhat regionally balanced. Mm-hmm. But reseeding at the after the conference when there's four teams left, mm-hmm. let's okay, let me just show you. What that would have meant in the last six years, 2014, where we had that that classic the Spurs classic heat. heat, yeah, yeah, the revenge series. Well, they would have played in some the semifinals. There wouldn't be conference finals anymore, and we would have gotten uh, an Oklahoma City Thunder Indiana Pacers <laughs> series. <laughs> So instead of instead of uh, yeah the the Spurs and Heat would have had their rematch one round early, and mm-hmm. uh, the the revenge series between the Thunder and Spurs the the rematch of 2012 uh, would not have happened because we would have seen Paul George battling uh, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Um. Uh, okay, 2015. Okay. I bet it's better in 2015, right? Well, we would have had the Warriors and Cavs meeting in the semifinals. Okay. Uh, while the Atlanta Hawks played the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Was it? Would that have been better, Joey? What, watching a, a, a Cavs-Hawks final, potentially? So Warriors-Rockets in the finals? So, wait. That's not even like... The Chris Paul Rockets, either, right? That's no, no, the, that's the that's the, that's the James Harden, <laughs> Josh Smith, Corey Brewer Rockets. Yeah, that's the team. Um, now, to be fair, uh, we would have gotten the real NBA Finals that year because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love would not be hurt yet. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. the, so we would have. So, would have been uh, Cavs Hawks in the finals. Is that what we would have had? <laughs> I mean, I guess Kevin Love still would have been hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, didn't right. didn't Kelly Olynyk rip his arm off? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. But Kyrie would be healthy. Um, uh, yeah. Um, right, what about 2016? What do we get? Uh, 2016, we would have had uh, the Warriors and the Raptors in the semifinals, <laughs> and Cavs Thunder in the other series. So we would have we would have missed the Warriors Thunder classic series. And then I you know guess what? the Warriors. I mean, as a Warriors fan, I am. Yeah, that, that I kind of wish better. that happened. That yeah, better. that would uh, be great. <laughs> the Warriors just cru- cruising to a sweep that year, and then Steph Curry could have gone to Germany and gotten like <laughs> a new knee. Is that right? Yeah, that's what would. Happen. Oh, oh, and in case you're wondering, and you know in- what else doesn't happen? Then Kevin Durant does not go to the Golden State Warriors, probably. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think that's that that's that's right. Because <laughs> they just he, get beaten by the the Cavs, right? Yeah, so I guess he's well, they might have beaten the Cavs. I don't know. That was a very good thunder. You I know, think of how LeBron, LeBron, but think about how LeBron played. 
in those three games, Sean. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand. I'm just saying when the Thunder were up 3-1, people were just like, oh, they're going to beat the Cavs. This yeah. team is unbeatable. Uh, but yeah, you're probably you're probably right about that. We would have had, um, by the way, the year before, um, we would have had, hold on. Hold on just a second, sorry. Oh, it would have been it would have been a classic. No, it would have been exactly the same conference finals in 2013 <laughs> if it was reseeded. Um, okay, 2017, mm-hmm. we would have again had uh, the Warriors and Cavs uh, renewing their semifinal <laughs> rivalry, <laughs> uh, and we would have had a dramatic Spurs Celtics series mm. with. Uh, you know who I bet wishes that happened. Uh, Bill Simmons? No, uh, uh, Greg Popovich. Yeah. Because, uh, I, Kawhi I he, doesn't hurt his ankle until, uh, uh, until the finals then. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. He would have been completely fine despite missing game six of the second round series. <laughs> it was only Zaza Pachulia the, that, that hurt the remarkably durable, uh, injured, Kawhi durable Kawhi Leonard. Uh, <laughs> 2018, we would have had an, another Warriors Raptors mm-hmm. series in the semifinals mm-hmm. and uh, a dramatic Rockets Cavs <laughs> series. The Rockets would have destroyed that Cavs team yeah. so bad. <laughs> so I, I mean, guess that's the fun, why they're doing it. That, right? That's the one. That's year. the year. But except, like, it's it's the the implication is that the NBA Finals have been bad, mm-hmm. whereas. Five of the last seven years, they've been good. Mm-hmm. So last year, it would have been Warriors-Raptors, but in the semifinals. And then we would have had a Bucks-Blazers series. Well, let's be honest about uh, what would have happened if it was in the second round last year of Warriors-Raptors, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess some of those guys would be healthy <laughs> for that series. <laughs> I do I do think Clay Thompson probably... <laughs> Uh, plays a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess that too. Yeah, I mean, there's no Kevin Durant. Maybe still has his Achilles tendon, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really just depends on when Fred Van Vliet's wife gives birth. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's but true. and the, the Blazers <laughs> definitely beat the Bucks. Yeah. In five. Oh, for sure. Five. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, we get a Blazers Raptors finals. <laughs> But we would have missed that Bucks Raptors series. <laughs> and honestly, even though the Warriors swept, that was a pretty exciting series. Yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> I mean, the Warriors were down 15 points in every, every game. single game. Yeah, I yeah. Think it was every game. <laughs> um, so I mean, th- this idea really sucks, and I, I, d- I don't like. The upside of this, I'm going to say, doesn't even exist at all. No. But to the extent it does, it is so not worth throwing out the system they've had forever. Look, this, look we've said before how we hate people calling saying this, uh-huh. uh, but this is the most neolib shit ever. Right. Because, like, like they're, they're looking at problems, they're like, okay... Um, three teams that are under 500 make the playoffs every year. We need to fix that. Uh-huh. Um, 
The Rockets and the Warriors were the NBA finalists. Everyone knew they were the two best teams, uh, so we need to fix that. Uh, teams are resting uh-huh. uh, players, so we need to fix that. Um, <laughs> and uh, the ratings are down, so we need to fix that. Just, like, very simple things that if you really thought, like, there are easy ways to fix that, actually. <laughs> and yeah, like, then like... <laughs> instead, you you make it more complicated and worse by yeah, and... <laughs> by compromising. <laughs> so instead of just being like, sorry, East Coast owners, uh, you don't get your free playoff money every year. We're going to uh-huh. seed it 1 to 16. Right. Uh, they're like, okay, we're going to reseed. <laughs> and you know what will be extra confusing? Again, because, look, American, American sports viewers uh, like this shit simple. Uh, they yeah. don't want to think about what team is playing who next. Right. That's, you, have, you have a bracket. Like, like it, it, I, they, I know they do this in hockey now, but reseeding in the middle of the bracket is really stupid and asinine. Uh, I mean, I still think the midseason tournament is the stupidest of all of these ideas. Uh-huh. This, I just don't even get this one, though. Yeah. Especially because it, it's almost like the NBA was just like, oh, what if we had a Clippers Lakers final? That's exactly final? what this That's is. like yeah. the entire incentive. Yeah. But but you know how you fix uh, TV ratings? Uh, fucking just play games earlier, dude. Like, yeah. sorry, the Lakers play at three o'clock today or four o'clock today. Well, how about uh, how about this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't start the game at six o'clock in Los Angeles because everyone no at every look they write this every year now where it's like whoa ratings are down and you know what it coincides with uh, every one of the NBA's marquee players moving to the Pacific time zone right it's that like, is oh. why the ratings are down. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, who's there? Well, Kawhi, D- D- Kawhi Leonard, yeah. LeBron James, Steph Curry, <laughs> uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Draymond Green, Dame Lillard. <laughs> Where was Kawhi before? The Eastern time zone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Where was Paul George? When I think he was in, like, the Central time zone before that. And But LeBron is, it's LeBron. LeBron is it's the most LeBron. popular player. Yeah. And now, okay, here's another thing they could do. Um, Look, look, the NBA, to their credit, Moved a lot more games to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. instead of 7.30. But here's what I'm going to say. That doesn't matter when you have eight five-minute replay reviews mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Did you watch that Rockets-Clippers game that went OT? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Overtime lasted like 28 minutes. Uh, that game was over at 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Here's here's the other thing you could do. Um, uh, the NBA t- Give NBA TV to people who have league pass. Yes. Uh, they paid you $500. Don't black out those games claiming they're national TV games because they're uh-huh. not. There's no way to watch them. There's no way to watch an NBA TV game that isn't stealing. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Joe, you remember that amazing uh, Spurs-Thunder series in 2012? Uh-huh. That uh, that would not have happened. Oh, who would have? It, what, uh, the Spurs would have played the... Uh, the Paul Pierce, uh, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett Celtics. So that great series between the Heat and Celtics and uh-huh. that great series between the Spurs and Thunder, 
No, it would have been Heat Thunder in the semifinals. <laughs> and Boston getting getting swept by that San Antonio Spurs team. I mean, honestly, I would be more okay if they just were like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Uh, we have a man. Uh, it's Zach Lowe. Let's just say it's uh-huh. Zach Lowe. We've decided Zach Lowe gets to seed the playoffs every round based on how interesting the series would be. Yeah. That is better than this. At, at least it's someone making a decision because now they're like, well, we had this automatic system that, that didn't work out the way we wanted. So we're going to get a dumber automatic system. <laughs> no one's going to think about anything. <sighs> ah, but, but oh, just imagine, Joey, imagine Daryl Morey's whining about the results of a midseason tournament that ends on <laughs> December 10th. Demanding audits for games that it's still unclear if they're part of the season or not. Yeah. Well, what would be great is if the trophy, like the prize was like an extra mini mid-level exception that <laughs> Tillman still didn't want to use. Um, you know what the, the prize should actually be? Uh, what? you don't have to pay the luxury tax next year. Yeah. See? <laughs> I still don't, I still don't see how that makes the players care, but uh because uh, they'll they won't get cut or traded <laughs> yeah, because guess, of I their guess. contract. <laughs> They get yeah, like Ryan, it's, Ryan jo- it's a Anderson, year of job security. Ryan Anderson would have been like the MVP of that tournament a year ago. Uh, he would have been this year. He got cut yeah. already. He got cut again by the Rockets two days ago. Man, um, well, they they did him wrong, Joey. I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, all right. Um, there's one last news story we have to get to. We have so much to do still. So let's. I'm gonna yeah. pick one story. Here's what it yeah. is. Okay. Sean, please talk about Dominique Wilkins being Yang Gang. Yeah, so I was I was very surprised when I saw a tweet from the Dominique Wilkins. Reel. Yeah, it said, uh, uh, we I'm- want more of the amazing Andrew Yang after his hashtag debate performance last night. Oh, when he his got his great debate, hashtag debate performance. Oh, I'm sorry, his great hashtag debate performance last night when he got to talk. Check out my one-on-one game and interview. Many exclamation points. Hashtag Yang Gang. Hashtag Yang Media Blackout. Hashtag Yang. Hashtag Yang 2020. Mm-hmm. I thought this kind of came out of nowhere. Then I looked back. Uh, three days earlier, he had tweeted, <laughs> Why I love Andrew Yang. Because of the core of his being, he is a father and a husband first. Even when running for the office of president, he always takes time. Hashtag Yang Gang. Hashtag Yang Gang 2020. Hashtag Evelyn. Hashtag... Yang Gang ATL. So he was doing an Atlanta event with Andrew Yang. Uh, in the comments of one of those tweets, uh, someone called Andrew Yang the humanity highlight film. Joey, uh, I didn't. I didn't love that. So I'm going to say right off the bat that um, uh, Dominique Wilkins now joins Weezer as being uh, people I loved when I was a child that have disappointed me. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I tried to get to the bottom of this, and... Um, Let's be honest. Dominique Wilkins wants $1,000 a month. He wants $1,000 a month. He, he needs it. He, <laughs> he needs doesn't it. need it. He wants no, it, though. He just wants it. Uh, there's a video where he's, like, kind of shooting hoops with Yang, but really, a, Yang's wearing a math t-shirt that says Yang on the it back. It just says math. 
It, I mean, it says Yang yeah. on the back. Well, but yeah, yeah, no, but it when you say a math T-shirt, oh, I sorry. don't know what that means. So, I'm it's a sorry. T-shirt it's, that just yeah, says just math, says math on the front. in capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a moment when Dominique uh, holds up hashtag Yang Sun for uh-huh. a dunk, and uh, he also then gives Andrew Yang a hug and like lifts him off the ground. And at first, Andrew Yang is laughing, and then I think he realizes that it's not great that like a man is holding him up like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dominique uh, talks about how we need to help people do mental health stuff with people with disabilities. It does seem like um, he maybe just met him when he was doing like an autism charity. It mm-hmm. looks like that's, it looks like that's what Dominique's causes. Um, other things that he tweeted about was getting Carnival Cruise Lines to make sensory inclusions, which seems like, as far as I can tell, they put some headphones and fidget spinners on their cruise lines. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweets about this thing called Mission Winnow, which is just one of those like vague people talking about leadership things where they just say leadership a lot. Uh, he talked about, he tweeted an interview with uh, Simu Liu, uh, he tweeted about TEDx talks on Bitcoin billionaires, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, for his charity, he he hyped a lunch they were auctioning with quote the great Jake Tapper and uh, Ben Mesrich, the guy who wrote uh, the book that inspired the Social Network, and I guess he writes on billions. He may have co-created billions. I didn't look it up. I just <laughs> looked at Dominique's Twitter, uh, and he also asked Puma to make him a human highlight shoe. Um, all right, John, there's one thing I want to ask you. Uh, has Dominique yeah. Wilkins ever tweeted about Szechuan socks sauce? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's a Rick and Morty guy. Uh, okay. Does he tweet at Elon Musk? I bet he has. I didn't look back far enough. But uh, what about Neil deGrasse Tyson? I don't think he's into Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's into <laughs> like to me. These are all the same person. You know what I yeah. mean? It's the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. No, he. What, what Reddit's he... do you think? Dominique's uh, <laughs> Dominique uh, frequents. Uh, he, he stays away from the Donald, but I think <laughs> I think there's maybe like like a dank like Yang dank memes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I bet he likes dank memes about certain things. I think he's just like a guy who likes people who talk about leadership. Business so I bet he leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bet I I wouldn't be surprised if he like follows even like a Martha Stewart type, mm-hmm. but it's all going to be like, like he follows all of the shark tankers, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Robbins. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's disco- discovered a uh, Marie Kondo yet. Oh my God. It- uh, he's him probably throwing out dunk contest uh, trophies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> this jacket, Larry Bird sign. This 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 doesn't give me any joy. This All makes right. me think about losing to Larry Bird. All right, Sean. It's time for a uh, Thanksgiving tradition. That's true. Uh, every year, we. I don't think there's a drop for this, and I don't feel like making one. Um, no. I'm thankful for taking a day off from making drops for this. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> Uh, but we go through each and every NBA team, and we uh, decide what they're thankful for on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So um, I will – let's go through them alphabetically, shall we? Yeah, let's just go alphabetically. All right. Uh, Sean, 
what are the Atlanta Hawks thankful for this year? Uh, um, I think they're thankful that they have a barbershop in their arena <laughs> and that that might make Trey Young do something about his hair. I mean, his hair does look better this year, admittedly. Yeah, a little bit, but... <laughs> it looks less like uh, he stuck his head in a cotton candy machine. He still just seems like there are patches where there might not be any hair at all. <laughs> and, like, I, I still just don't really understand what's happening. But don't you think if he shaves his head, he's going to look like that Star Trek baby? Like Baby Yoda? No, Star Trek. The baby oh, from sorry. Star Trek that was God that one time on the original Star Trek. I don't, I'm, I, I don't know that, ba- that God baby. Well, doesn't matter. Uh, sorry. He will. Teal, you could do that on Take It or Break It. And he'd mm. probably really like it, yeah. Um, I think they're, of course, they're always thankful for Sir Foster's beautiful organ playing. Yeah, he's, he's great. It's a treasure. Um, all right, Sean. The Boston Celtics. What are they thankful for this year? Um, I think they're thankful that Gordon Hayward's back playing video games because they were <laughs> were worried when he had that broken hand. But it's back to doing what he loves, his favorite thing. You saw that quote, right? That was insane. We should mention. What that is he doing? <laughs> Gordon Hayward said this week that uh, playing video games helps him rehab his broken hand. His hand is broken. There is no way a doctor's like, oh, yeah, play play four hours of League of Legends today. That's good for your hand. Also, he's going to break it when his wife slaps his controller out of his hand. Um, I think they are, of course, thankful for uh, the group of shills that are their media. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just write anything about, like, just constantly write about how. And by the way, I'm not talking about our friend Jared Weiss. (laughs) I want to make that very clear. No, no, no. There's plenty of Uh, other people. Yeah. Um, who will just go out of their way to write anything Kyrie Irving did as, like, the reason they're good this year. Any player that leaves town in any sport at any time for any reason. Yeah, they'll just, they just want to write mean things about athletes. So just give them a reason. Just give them any reason. You saw the Kyrie one today, right? Uh, he people don't, he doesn't like to talk to people in elevators. Was he, that the a coach the complained that he was a bad guy because he was in an elevator with him once and didn't say anything? <laughs> one time, one time, <laughs> just uh, crazy. And look, look, if he hadn't talked, it would have been like, yeah, Kyrie Irving wouldn't shut up in the elevator. <laughs> don't talk to anyone in the elevator. You don't have to. <laughs> no one. You don't have to talk to your wife in an elevator. <laughs> like, an elevator trip just doesn't last that long. It's fine. It's not rude. Well, they said this was 40 or 50 stories. Still! <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing's happening. <laughs> it's not a ride. All right, Sean, the Brooklyn Nets, what are they thankful for this year? 
Uh, I think the Brooklyn Nets are happy that Josiah is making a killing in Alibaba. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're not going to have to be sent back to China to make iPhones. Which is what happened to Wilson Chandler. That That's what he's doing during his suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're thankful for uh, uh, the fact that Kyrie Irving hasn't discovered that site on the internet yet that uh, proves that the Beatles didn't, don't exist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna like he's gonna like go to City Field because he's like, yeah, this is where this is where the fake final concert was. Oh no, their final concert was a Candlestick. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Beatles never existed. Com. They're just glad he, they're excited. He hasn't found that yet. Uh, he's he'll never he'll never be able to give up on like fake all. <laughs> um, and don't even get him started on that Andrew WK. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, he is in Brooklyn now. He's in Brooklyn. He'll run into him. <laughs> Look, they both really believe in positivity. All right. Sean, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, what are they thankful for this year? Um, I'm going to say that not maybe the whole team, but specifically Terry Rozier (laughs) is thankful that uh, he's not going to get sued by the guys who own the trademark to the Scream guy (laughs) because he's now uh, completely fallen out of public awareness. (laughs) Everyone has completely forgotten him now that he's signed with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, They're thankful for tequila, baby. Always. Uh, all right, Sean, the Chicago Bulls, what are they thankful for this year? I think they're just thankful that they get a day off of wind sprints. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> they don't have to see fucking Jim Boylan for one day. That's yeah. what they're thankful for. <laughs> He's going to make them clock in at their dinners, though. <laughs> um. Also, also, he'll be, like, sleepier on Friday because he doesn't have a turkey. He just eats 23 pounds of breakfast cereal. No, he eats, he eats frozen pot pies on Thanksgiving, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jim Boylan eats on Thanksgiving. Um, all right, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sean. What are the Cleveland Cavaliers thankful for? Um, I just think they're thankful for the leadership of Kevin Love. Uh, I think they're thankful. They're. It looks like they're finally going to get to get rid of Tristan Thompson. Oh my god, that that cannot have been fun for the last year and a half. I mean, I'm sure it was not fun the year before that either. But like, God, when you're in a terrible team that also has Tristan Thompson showing uh, off that handle. All right, the Dallas Mavericks, Sean. What are the Dallas Mavericks thankful for? Um, I think that they're just going to be really thankful for all of the delicious Slovenian treats that Luca's mom is bringing to the locker room this week. That's pretty good. I think they're thankful that they finally thought to hire a woman to shield them from all their sexual misdeeds. I bet she's really happy. (laughs) Uh, All right. The Denver Nuggets, Sean, what are they thankful for? I think they're I think they're thankful that for at least one day a year, no one cares what Nikola Jokic is eating. I bet he's a guy who doesn't like turkey. 
No way he likes American Thanksgiving food. <laughs> He's probably just like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's We're like, going there's to no Chinese fat on re- this bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why so many potatoes? <laughs> nah, he, he likes the potatoes, let's be honest. It's the warm bread salad that yeah, he that doesn't like. He's like, why Why are there so many green beans? He's just like, <laughs> he's just going to convince Wancho to, to go to like a Chinese restaurant instead. Um. Alright, Sean. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, what are they thankful for? Um, I think this they're is a thank- rough one. <laughs> I mean, there's like, I think they're just like, you know how in Major League they have that incentive that when you you like win a game, um, you know you you rip a piece off the sexy owner. Mm-hmm. I think that they're doing that, but just every every game that passes, they they put a sticker on a cardboard cutoff cutout of Reggie Jackson until they can like cover him up completely when his contract finally expires. Um, I think this year they're thankful. Uh, that Tom Gores is not going to drunk dial them tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see Tom Gores, like, spending Thanksgiving Eve, like, tracking down his old high school bar. Oh, 100%. <laughs> What's up, dude? You guys want to do shots? And they're like, we... We We're are 50 years old. They're <laughs> way older. Tom yeah. Gores is old, man. <laughs> uh, all right. The Golden State Warriors, Sean. Wow, what are the Golden State Warriors thankful? Oh, that they that they each can spend uh, Thanksgiving with uh, all their favorite family of butlers, <laughs> blood boys, uh, stockbrokers, and, uh, you know, personal masseuses. <laughs> Uh, I think they're thankful for uh, the fact that the fiscal year hasn't still hasn't ended for this quarter yet, so the the tickets are still being bought at Chase Center. <laughs> yeah, all these all these people are like just trying to scam. <laughs> we need more paper losses. Uh, all right, the Houston Rockets, Sean. Um. I think they're thankful that Chris Paul's not going to yell at them during the Thanksgiving blessing. I mean, they're thankful for the amazing spread Tillman Fertitta puts out, provides, uh, yeah. right? From each of his terrible restaurants. One, one appetizer from each restaurant. Yeah, like like muffins from the Rainforest Cafe. What do you think he brings from the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company? Oh, probably... Oh, uh, trash? No, the peel and eat shrimp, dude. The shrimper's net catch. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Shrimper's um, net catch. It's either three quarters of a pound of peel and eat shrimp or a pound and a half of peel and eat shrimp uh, steamed in beer and then tossed in your choice of either Cajun spices or uh, garlic butter. Or, if you're feeling really wild, you can have them tossed in both. That's what I like. Isn't that weird how automatic I can still pull that out of my brain? I haven't worked there in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, like when was the last time you even thought about that particular menu item? Long time. 10 (laughs) years, probably. Um, All right. uh, The Indiana Pacers, Sean, what are they thankful for? Uh, They're thankful for all the TJs. They're Uh, actually, it's it's actually written as 
to Jank's giving. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, I think they're thankful that they get a night off where they can watch uh, their favorite um, mass singer thingamajig sing uh, for no reason at all. They just like them yeah. a lot, like them a lot. Yeah, they're they're voting for him a lot. <laughs> Uh, the LA Clippers, Sean, what are they thankful for? Um, I think they're thankful that they have such a fun guy to celebrate with. Um, no, that's not what they're thankful for. Did you see what Lou Williams did the other night, by the way? It was so funny. They made Uh, him talk to the crowd the other night, and when he grabbed the microphone, he went, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Can we, can we talk about... The exchange between Nick Young and 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 Lou Williams tonight. I don't want to, but yeah, oh, go okay. ahead. We, no, no, okay. no. Yes, go ahead. So Nick Young, um, still a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder why. Yeah, tweeted. Uh, which one is worse, me asking my woman for a blow up doll or her asking me for dildo? Pause. Not your regular size one. Emojis. This all started because I asked her to get me a blow up for Christmas. Lol. It's it's weird. It's also really confusingly written. Why does Nick Young want a blow up doll? But also, those are joke things. People don't use those. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, they're like for bachelor parties. It's not like. (laughs) Anyway. like, Like any male sex toy is just troubling and look look i'm not trying to kink shame anyone but just publicly talking about like anyway uh anyway lou williams eventually responded get your joint molded and give it to her what i'm doing for mine on xmas lol Uh well lou williams definitely won that exchange joey by being direct about his sexual sure but also I think it's a trouble. I think that uh, uh, that mentality is a little troubling, personally. You know Getting what I mean? his joint molded? Just where it's like, oh, yeah, if you're going to use a sex toy, it's going to be mine, too. You know what I mean? It's like the only oh. thing allowed in my pussy is in your pussy is my uh, is me. You know what I mean? I just worry it's, that that's where it's coming from. You know what I'm saying? I think I... I hear what you're saying, but I think that I believe Lou Williams is an ethical slut. Okay, and it's Just more of a sure. like, yeah. I believe I believe, I don't think I don't think he's super possessive. Just making sure. I mean, he did have two girlfriends. He is Polly, or was not anymore. Yeah, but. I mean, I don't I don't know what the rules are with his other girlfriends, but um, oh yeah, okay. So this is what uh, this is what they're really thankful for that. Uh, that Steve Ballmer is going to roast an actual condor for them for the team meal. Uh, I think they're happy they get to see Austin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Austin oh, comes yeah. home for a day. <laughs> Do you think he does? Does Doc? No. I think maybe. once once he tried to get Doc that technical, he was uninvited again. He's going to. He's having a. He's having a Curry family Thanksgiving. Um. All right. What are the LA Lakers thankful for? Um, I think they're, uh, just thankful that, um, they decided not to tell Dwight Howard where the meal was being held. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think LeBron James is, um, thankful that, uh, he's copywriting Turkey Day. 
Yeah, and Turkey um, Thursday. No, no, Turkey Day. You just know, Turkey Day. Yeah, just, just Turkey, turkey day. day. He's copywriting it. He invented it. No one's no one's ever used that before. Um, and he's going to make a lot of money off of it on podcasts and television shows, right? <laughs> T-shirts, uh, Instagrams. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, he's such an innovator, Joey. Uh, all right. What are the Memphis Grizzlies thankful for, Sean? Um, you know, I think they're. I think they're just thankful for um, all the time they've spent with Andre Iguodala so far this year. <laughs> Seems like a good guy. Going on group dates with Clay Thompson like he's on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think they're thankful that uh, they're going to take a day that morning and they're all going to go see the Peabody Ducks at that at the Peabody in Memphis. Oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? I think I think Ja and Triple J and Brandon, they're really going to love seeing those du- those Ducks parade around. You know what I mean? I think Brandon Clark is going to especially like yeah. it. Memphis rules, by the way. We should talk about them someday as when we talk about real basketball. Those oh, yeah. three guys are awesome dude <laughs> john moran john moran is is like truly incredible to watch and he was like he was really fun in college but it was just it was very hard to tell i think because he was on the ohio valley conference and everything but. um all right the miami heat sean what are they thankful for uh they're thankful that uh because it's thanksgiving they only have to show up to work out <laughs> at 4 a.m to sleep in they do have to golf at 7 a.m still though. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> And they also have to enjoy a turkey and then immediately spit the the unswallowed bite into a bucket. Uh, I think they're, I think they're thankful that they don't have to watch uh, Tyler Hero do the Dougie for again for one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's probably that's probably the wrong dance, but you know what I mean, uh-huh. right? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, Sean, what are they thankful for? Um, I think they're thankful that they've gone undefeated without Chris Middleton and he's going to get off his fucking high horse now. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that about Chris Middleton, but I think they're thankful that uh, Giannis gets to try corn pudding for the first time oh, this year. That's going to be really nice. <laughs> Do you think he's ever had a chocolate pie? Uh, probably, right? He's yeah. definitely eaten all those fair foods, you know what I mean? Right, right. Is there like a, do you think he's had a sweet potato pie? Yeah, I bet. I bet, I bet, he, he's, had I bet, a, I bet he's had a lot of pies. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Sean, what are they thankful for this year? Um, I think they're thankful for the annual team Halloween costume. Uh, not, sorry, Turkey. Sorry, their annual Turkey Day costume pageant. And uh would have been better if I'd said it right the first time. Uh, but they're all going to dress up as uh, pilgrims and turkeys and floats from the Macy's Parade. Um, that's pretty good. Um, I think they're thankful that... Um uh, their owner is going to make uh, going to make them sit down and look him in the eye and tell them what they're thankful for. <laughs> and then he's going to give them 22 million turkeys. Yeah. Uh, all right, the New Orleans Pelicans, Sean, what are they thankful for? Uh, you know, I think they're they're thankful for uh, 
JJ Reddick's signature uh, mac and cheese. You think he makes mac and cheese, JJ Reddick? Well, he makes mac and cheese for one family. He <laughs> makes a green bean casserole for another family, and then another another family. It's a lemon meringue pie. Like a sitcom, he's some rushing around from things. Oh, I ah, great Thanksgiving! I'll say what I'm thankful for. I just gotta go get some more ice. Um, I think they're thankful for Alvin Gentry because uh, he definitely gets wasted on Thanksgiving. And it's <laughs> oh, super hell yeah! Fun. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that's great is that uh, they're thankful that Jaleel Ogiver's a vegan, so they don't have to invite him. <laughs> Uh, all right, John, the New York Knicks, what are they thankful for? Oh, my God, what are they thankful for? <laughs> um, I think that uh, Alonzo Trier and Kevin Knox and uh, Dotson are all uh, very thankful that for one day a year, someone will actually feed them. Because it's not going to be R.J. Barrett or uh, Alfred Payton. Um, I mean, I think for the uh, the 67th year in a row, they're thankful for the Blues. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's the only thing you're allowed to be thankful for in New York is yeah, the Blues. Yeah, if you say anything else, you're out. <laughs> um, all right, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Sean, what are they thankful for? Um, let's see. I can take this one first. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think they're thankful that they don't have to set up a red carpet this year to <laughs> enter Thanksgiving dinner. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think they're thankful that uh, Andre Robertson's only about two months away from being completely healthy again. Um, all right. The Orlando Magic, Sean, what are they thankful for? Uh, I think they're thankful that Steve Clifford has forbidden Jonathan Isaac to give the Thanksgiving <laughs> blessing. Uh, I think they're also thankful for uh, Evan Fournay's hair plugs. Yeah, good for him, man. <laughs> He's going to fit in with the population of Orlando so much better now. Uh, all right, the Philadelphia 76ers, Sean, what are they thankful for? Uh, I think they're thankful that Joel Embiid went scoreless for a game, and that means he will not be talking shit on social media for at least twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he might be silent until December first. Mm. I think he might. That's unrealistic. December twenty yeah. by th- <laughs> Thanksgiving night, he'll be tweeting again. Uh, I think they're thankful that they did not. They have yet to almost kill Matisse Tybel. Oh, that's so. right. Oh. <laughs> All right, good job, guys. Um, the Phoenix Suns, Sean, what are they thankful for? Uh, they're thankful, just like everybody in the NBA should be, for Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. It's also who I'm thankful for. It's also who I'm thankful for. Yeah. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Who, um, who is Terry thankful for, Sean? Yeah, who's Terry thankful for? Who's I mean, he's CJ thankful for? He's thankful for CJ. He's thankful for Dame. <laughs> Thankful for Kent. Thankful for Scal. Definitely thankful for Anthony. Thankful for Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, thankful for Carmelo. They're definitely thankful for Carmelo. Get well thankful soon, for Zach. Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> thankful for Yusuf. 
Um, I also think that uh, they're thankful for Tusk. <laughs> they don't uh, eat there. They're thankful. They're let's be honest. They're thankful for big corbs having big they corbs are. in their yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. Um, just just right across the border, sending his love yeah. across the state line. <laughs> just riding a Tax bus free. with his heart full of love. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. How many do you think? Okay, which blazer? is most likely to subscribe to Corbin Smith's great dog photo heavy uh, subscription news. Oh, it's 100% NERC. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. They got a bond. Yeah. All right, the Sacramento Kings, Sean. Um, I think they're thankful that basically they have immunity to commit a fair amount of crimes and still be uh, completely safe because apparently – that's the standard for uh, people who work for the Sacramento Kings, whether you're, say, an executive who embezzled $13 million or just a head coach who was recently <laughs> hired. Uh, the bar for criminal behavior is uh, very high in in Sacramento. Uh, I think they're thankful uh, Harrison Barnes is going to play his saxophone before dinner t- this year. Yeah, he's going to tell him about the, mean, the true meaning of Thanksgiving, too. Yeah. Um, all right, the this, Linus of the NBA, Harrison Barnes. <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs, Sean. What are they thankful for? This is a rough one. Uh, yeah. This, um, it's been a rough year for San Antonio. I think they're thankful that uh, DeMar DeRozan is not going to receive that rumored contract extension. I think um, we're pretty clear on that. He's uh, he's not really trying on defense, Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're thankful that, uh, the president's finally going to get impeached. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's been distracting Popovich. He's not even, he's watching all the hearings. Yeah, he's just watching hearings all day instead of games. Even during during practice, like, like he's like, ah, ah, time out, time out. What, what is it, coach? And he's like, well, did you see what Adam shit just said? said? (laughs) That opening statement. (laughs) <laughs> um. All right. The, the Toronto. He Rap- met Giuliani twenty times. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. Sean, what are they thankful for? I mean, come um, on. <laughs> they're well, thankful they- for just a regular day off because their Thanksgiving was like a month ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they get to do whatever they want. <laughs> they're eating poutine, baby. <laughs> going, going to that nude beach it's probably very cold in Toronto right now smoked meat um, whose house do you think they'd be most likely to go to Serge's oh right of course <laughs> also Serge probably has a big house and lives completely by himself except with like friends slash employees yeah uh, the Utah Jazz Sean Who? Are, what are they thankful for um I think they're cocaine, man. <laughs> you the, saw the Quinn Snyder put on lip balm, right? <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! Yeah, that he's that he's, he's not, shared. He's just cocaine now. He's not even human. No, it's like he literally. Like, he's he, gonna dissolve. Like, like if they lose in the playoffs, uh, the front office is just gonna start stuffing him into a toilet, like it's the end of Goodfellas. Look, people. I'll often compare him to uh, Christian Bale in American Psycho, 
But no, he's Jordan Belfort, man. Uh huh. Yeah. He's straight up Wolf of Wall Street. Like, this is, we are at, like, if Lutz still existed, he would be on them. <laughs> he's like, he's like Sean Penn and Hurley Burley. Yeah. I think it's like the real vibe <laughs> of, like, real desperate. I think that might be why the team is always, like, so anxious about awards and recognitions and stuff. It's they just like, they're always so keyed up. slow, too. Yeah. Well, also, I think they're, I think the, so far, uh, bringing in an identical Joe, Joe, uh, J- Jingles yeah. is, uh, Boyan, Boyan is minim- traveling. It's, well, no, it's just minimized Jingles. Yeah, Boyan's been great, though. Boyan's He's been very good. ruled. <laughs> no, the Jazz have like two and a half good offensive players. Like, I know Rudy Gobert. Is a very efficient offensive player. But oh, it's he's getting really less just, dunks this year, though, Sean. Uh-oh. He's uh, – the record is vulnerable. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, he, I was looking at the team, and it's like it is Mitchell and Bogdanovich just carrying the offense, and literally no one else is good. So, But this always happens. They always start off slow on offense, and then it'll be like in December they'll go like – 15 and 2 or something and it's like wait what the the jazz are here <laughs> you know what i Mitchell, mean like M- Mitchell's going to end up being most improved player i think because like no other team's going to lobby that hard i mean no there's Luca's going to get most improved player though you think so he was like it seems like he was like too good last year but the leap from like where he was last year to like historical MVP. It just, I think you usually don't win in your second year. That's all. I mean, it used to be you do win it your second year. I guess they don't do that as much anymore. I mean, it's like, it's the sweet spot is like, I think someone did the average of the last 20 years and it's like Mm 3.8. So that's why people were like, Brandon Ingram, baby. Oh, that actually is probably who's going to win it though. I mean, if he keeps scoring 27 points a game, he might win it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and finally... He's actually more improved than, yeah. And finally, uh, the toughest one, Sean. Uh-huh. Possibly in the entire <laughs> league. <laughs> what are the Washington Wizards thankful for? I think they're thankful for buckets, baby. They got the second best offense in the league. They got Isaiah Thomas, unstoppable Davis Bertons. Well, no, uh, you know who's truly unstoppable right now? Uh, Mo Wagner is putting up like historic <laughs> numbers. No, no, Mo Wagner and Davis Bertans are like <laughs> shooting in just shooting. Mo the Wagner, lights I out. think, is shooting seventy percent on the year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He's he doesn't have a but like Bertans is uh, playing a lot of minutes yeah. too. Uh, yeah, it's all like, I mean, not not that the Lakers have any regrets or anything but yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah he, he should uh mo Bonger is shooting 63 percent. his effective field goal percentage is 71 yeah. <laughs> percent. shooting 48 percent from three On three a game too it's not like he's not I mean, taking them <laughs> yeah he's definitely I mean, he's averaging 12 points a game in 19 minutes like that, that summer league fight woke him up <laughs> uh i'm happy he's for mo Bonger. uh yeah me too <laughs> good job uh, I am not happy for Davis Bertans, though, because uh, 
There's no reason he should be on the Wizards. Yeah, that's that's the unfair part. It's like you look at the Spurs even, and you're just like, man, it's, it's too bad they uh, don't have another small forward who can come with some three-point production. But, uh, you know, so it is. <laughs> and then it's like, well, yeah, who could they – could they, could they, would they have had any use at all for uh, – I don't need to belittle – just keep driving this home, but he's, he's 27. He's finally old enough for Pop to trust him. Well, that wasn't it. They just thought they were getting Marcus Morris right, instead, right, right. and then he yeah, screwed yeah. them for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. To go to the Knicks. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that's our show. Uh, well, oh, actually, we should explain what we're thankful for. Sean, what oh, are yeah. you thankful for? Uh, I am thankful for all our listeners. I'm thankful for for you, Joey. Um, I'm thankful for my wonderful family. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the the endless source of amusement that is uh, uh, Tillman Fertitta. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm I'm thankful especially for my uh, secret uh, basketball group chat buddies. Mm-hmm. I could name them, but I kind of want it to be a secret, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm. You know who you are, guys. Uh, I'm thankful for the fact that uh, people want to listen to us talk about things we'd be talking about anyway. Uh, it really blows my mind, like, every day that <laughs> people really love something that I get to make. So, yeah, um, that's what I'm thankful for. Uh, and I'm also thankful for this. Hey, one second here. Come on, people. You fans are the greatest fans in the world. That's everybody said that. Show a little bit of class. This is a man that I've spent some time talking to. He is going to change this franchise. This is crazy. Seriously. Come on. Um. All right, Sean. <clears throat> what? Would you like to plug? Um, I want to plug my New Year's Eve shows at Cobb's Comedy Club, uh, December 29th, 30th, and then two shows on New Year's Eve. And if you're in the Bay, I'm doing just small comedy shows besides that for like the last two weeks of December. So Great. Yeah. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Munez, where on November 23rd, I tweeted, I try to keep my Twitter feed light and funny, but I'm going through a really rough time lately. You guys have no idea. Thank God for at POG Muniz. Our love is the only thing keeping me from completely losing my mind. So uh, get better, Frankie. Uh, And I'm glad you found love. Uh, I really am. I'm happy for him, too. (laughs) Um, Sean, did you write a song? I did. I did. This is... uh, Excitingly enough, I'm sort of surprised it took this long. It's their first Billy Joel song. That can't um, be possible. I th- I'm pretty sure it is. You so. never wrote p- a Piano Man. No, I did. I had to, that's the one I would have done. I think too. <laughs> this is also like, I guess it's a Billy Joel classic, but a, like not not one of the most common. Anyway, it's called Carmelo Anthony's song (parentheses Fallen Out). Um. Great. Um, well, that's maybe playing under us right now. If not, I'll be start playing in a couple of seconds. Uh, trust the process.
just a process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all go home for the holidays. Like that movie, Holly Hunter. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony worked for the James Dolan Knicks, saving his money for strippers. His mama said, Melo, all those rockets are dicks. She said, Sonny, go sign with the Clippers. Kawhi isn't playing on a back to back You'd want a four-sap pal. Who needs a platinum fedora rack? Is that what you get with your money? And it seems like a bad idea to have Melo guard the moon. Hey, if they're Posting up, then he's fouling out. Ooh, he's fouling out. Fouling out. Hassan Whiteside is calling for the ball, even though his offense is prideful. He eats food up donuts and goes to strip clubs And loses a lot of salt rifle Dude is more forgetful than an amnesiac He's dumber than a cow And if he can't stop, God's going to the rack The defense is gonna be frightful It doesn't seem like a remedy If your Santa commits felonies And if you don't Move his feet, then he's fouling out. He's fouling out. Ooh. You should go out shopping for a brand new hat, 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 and cover up that brow. They'll never forget Raymond Felton was fat. And he took Paul Allen's money. And if there's only two, you sign. Oh, a sky love is scares about. I say good luck winning games, cause they're fouling out. Fouling out. They're all fouling out. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 